Welcome to Behind the Lines, coming to you from the socialist Marxist lines of Washington State. It's a crazy liberal petri dish for the rest of the country, folks. Stay up to date with all the great news right here. Hey guys, welcome to Behind the Line. Talking about a Seattle City Council proposal that would result in the dismissal of many misdemeanor crimes. And uh, this isn't just uh, happening in Seattle. It's actually happening all over the country in the usual cities you might expect. But uh, I'm going to talk about Seattle first, and then we'll get to the other ones. But uh, Lisa Herbold, council member, has proposed legislation... Um, and actually, it's it's uh, it's pretty progressive. It's not. There's no legislation like this anywhere in the United States or anywhere else globally. Uh, probably not a big surprise, but uh, anyway, what this this uh, law would do is allow for the dismissal of crimes uh, related to poverty and drug addiction. And that would be used as a defense uh, against prosecution. Seattle police currently make about 12,000 arrests every year that are not DUI offenses or related to domestic violence. In 2019, charges were filed for just over 5,400 misdemeanor cases, not including DUI charges or domestic abuse allegations. If approved, the ordinance would excuse and dismiss, essentially legalizing almost all misdemeanor crimes committed in Seattle by offenders who could show either symptoms of addiction without being required to provide a medical diagnosis, symptoms of a mental disorder, or poverty and the crime was committed to meet an immediate and basic need. For example, if a defendant argued they stole merchandise to sell for cash in order to purchase food, clothes, or was trying to scrape together enough money for rent, the accused could not be convicted. Uh, I just want to say here, uh, I was in law enforcement for nine years. I owned a bail bonds business also for nine years. I worked fugitive recovery for 16. I was an officer of the court for about 15 or 16 years. I worked as a private investigator for defense attorneys through two courts in two counties. Uh, been in the been around the legal system and, and prosecutions and criminals pretty much my entire adult life. And of all the burglaries that I've investigated and all the People that I've dealt with through bail bonds, uh, you know, learning about their cases and whatever. And working as a defense investigator and, and all of that. I can't recall a single burglary or theft that occurred by these, these types of people to pay for their rent or to get food. They steal stuff. They break into your house or business to steal things, to sell, to buy drugs. And that's it. It's all about drug addiction. Uh, you may have some mental people who are just stealing to steal, you know. Uh, but 
oh, the vast, 98% of these people are stealing to pay for their drug addiction. That is just the hard truth, folks. You think crime is bad in Seattle now, and it is skyrocketing. This will absolutely, uh, like this article says, open the floodgates for crime in Seattle. You know, at a time where the police department's budget has been slashed by 20%, and we have the lowest number of officers on the streets we've had in years, much lower than what is safe, uh, you, this is just, and they've legalized, basically legalized drugs, you know, personal use amounts of drugs. So you've got all these homeless drug addicts coming to Seattle and are basically now being told, well, you're not going to be prosecuted if you just say that it was um, to meet your necessities and uh, or you're addicted. So, and that's going to be perfectly fine. And I'm just wondering, where is the accountability to the taxpayers of Seattle, the people who pay for these lunatics like Lisa Herbold to be in the city council? What? Does she care about them? Does she care about them being victims at all? Uh, or is it just, it's just all about the criminals and the street people? So you got the same uh, sort of thing happening in Los Angeles now. And a new prosecutor was just elected uh, or, you know, elected into office here in the last several weeks. And um, this guy immediately has gone radical. Um, he has eliminated uh, any filings for the death penalty in Los Angeles. And anybody that's currently in custody, um, they're also going to um, not charge. Um, this. These charges will be declined or dismissed before arraignment and without conditions unless exceptions or factors for consideration exist. And these charges include resisting arrest, trespassing. Uh, so somebody could just come on your property and nothing's going to happen to them, which means they can come right back and just keep doing it. Uh, disturbing the peace, driving without a valid license, driving with a suspended license, criminal threats, drug possession, public intoxication, loitering to commit prostitution, Possession of alcohol by a minor and being under the influence of a controlled substance. This is going to do wonders for the downtown uh, outside life, isn't it? Go downtown and they'll just be prostitutes and drunk people and drug addicted people and disturbing the peace and doing people driving without a license and nothing will happen to any of them. It should be great for uh, life in Los Angeles, I would think. And much like the rhetoric we're hearing in Seattle, this guy, his name is uh, Gascon, said his goal was to reimagine public safety and best serve the interests of justice and community well-being. Please tell me how releasing these people, or not even charging these people, is um, serving the interest of justice and community well-being. It's creating chaos. This is what they want. They want to create chaos. He also said that uh, misdemeanor convictions create difficulties with employment, housing, education, government benefits, and immigration for non-citizens and citizens alike. He said in the directive, deportation, denial of citizenship, and inadmissibility affect not only individuals, 
but also children, families, and immigrant communities as well. There are consequences for your actions, at least there used to be. But this new wave of leaders that are coming to these cities want to basically eliminate any uh, responsi personal responsibility for your actions. You can just do whatever and there'll be no consequences and so you can just keep doing whatever. And meanwhile, the rest of us are just, I don't know. I, I don't know. We're, we're, uh, we're on our own, I guess. So he, he vowed to eliminate cash bail for anyone charged with a misdemeanor or nonviolent felony, which means none of those people will be held in custody. Uh, they'll be on the streets. So it's, uh, it's going to be a free-for-all in Los Angeles. And uh, on top of that, he's also pledged to reopen... Um, the cases of four fatal officer-involved shootings that were already closed. And uh, these go back to 2012. How, what do you think that's going to... How do you think that's going to stir up the protest movement in Los Angeles when they start uh, back down that road of these old cases that were already closed, already found to be justified shootings? In Chicago, shoplifting has soared across the city. Um, the, the prosecutor has decided that they're going to back off and not pursue felony charges against shoplifting suspects unless the value of merchandise exceeds $1,000, which is three times the $300 felony threshold set by state law. And uh, since this particular prosecutor, prosecutor was elected in November 2016, retail thefts are up 20% across the city. And uh, in certain more posh areas of Chicago, retail theft cases are up 32%. So that prosecutor's office is rejecting shoplifting cases at a ratio of 2 to 1. And... Uh, you know, it's not good for business. You've got business owners in Chicago talking about uh, a guy that owned several six 7-Elevens losing about $80,000 a year in shoplifting uh, merchandise. But again, this prosecutor states that um, homelessness, poverty, drug addiction, mental illness are all uh, excuses for this, and that's why they're choosing not to prosecute. There's an example of a case where an armed man had shoplifted from a Walgreens location, the same Walgreens, threatened store employees with a weapon three separate times in three weeks and was not held at any point. I... I'm at a loss for words on what, what the reasoning or excuse or what how anybody supports this. Why people aren't up in arms about this. You could be in that store when a guy walks in with a gun and maybe he'll shoot you. Who knows what these... They're deranged. They should not be on the streets. In January of 2020, uh, New York enacted uh, a law getting rid of cash bail for certain crimes. And uh, 
th this is like this is this is pretty insane to me but uh so the following charges will not get held on cash bail in New York. Assault in the third degree, which is assaulting a police officer or other public servant. That's a felony. Aggravated vehicle assault. Aggravated assault upon a person less than 11 years old. I guess we don't care about child abuse. Criminal, criminally negligent homicide. Aggravated vehicular homicide. Manslaughter in the second degree. Unlawful imprisonment in the second degree. So if you're kidnapped and held against your will with a weapon, first degree charge would be with a weapon. No, you're not being, you'll be put right back on the street. So if you're the victim of that, you better, you better run. You better get away. You better leave the area before that person comes and finds you again. Coercion in the first degree, arson in the third and fourth degree. That's eh, okay to burn somebody's house down. Grand larceny in the first degree. Criminal possession of a weapon on school grounds or criminal possession of a firearm. So some somebody comes on the school grounds with a gun, maybe they're going to shoot the school up. Ah, well, that's not a danger to the community. Let's just put them back out. Criminal possession of a controlled substance in the first, second degree. Criminal sale of a controlled substance, first, second degree. Uh, criminal sale of controlled substance in or near school grounds. Yeah, go sell drugs to your kids and then, you know what, just put them right back out there. Uh, this list is huge. I mean, making terroristic threats, money laundering or terrorism in the third and fourth degree, uh, patronizing a person for prostitution in a school zone, promoting an obscene sexual performance by a child, possessing an, possessing an obscene sexual performance by a child, promoting a sexual performance by a child, failure to register as a sex offender, uh, bribery in the first degree, bribe giving for public office, bribe receiving in the first degree, promoting prison contraband, resisting arrest, hindering pros prosecution, tampering with a juror, aggravated harassment first degree, directing a laser at an aircraft in the first degree, uh, criminal possession of a weapon in the fourth degree, criminal sale of a firearm to a minor, Enterprise corruption and money laundering in the first degree. Aggravated cruelty to animals. Animal fighting. Uh, folks, what in the hell? These laws, these prosecutors who are supposed to be protecting the community are letting these people... Does any of these things sound like someone you want out on the street? Uh, you know, homicides? Uh, child pornography. Um, I, these people are not protecting you as a tax-paying citizen who is paying these people's salaries. They are letting these criminals on the streets who commit some pretty heinous crimes. It is not safe for the community for these people to be out, and yet here they are. They're going to let these people out not even hold them at all, not for one minute. Back on the streets to do whatever they want because they know there's going to be no punishment, there's not going to be any consequences for their action. What is the purpose of this other than to create chaos with all the normal people who are just trying to live their lives 
and do the best they can do. This last thing I want to talk about is in Texas, of all fucking places. Uh, State Representative Terry Mesa, Democrat, has introduced HB 196 that would repeal the state's castle doctrine. That is what allows a homeowner to use deadly force against an armed intruder who breaks into his home. Now, this is what this is her words about why she wants to what she wants to accomplish with this. This this is pure insanity. Mesa says, I'm not saying that stealing is okay. All I'm saying is that it doesn't warrant a death penalty. Thieves only carry weapons for self-protection and to provide the householder an incentive to cooperate. They just want to get their loot and get away. When the resident tries to resist is when people get hurt. If only one side is armed, fewer people will be killed. Um... Mesa was quick to reassure that her bill would not totally prevent homeowners from defending themselves. Under the new law, the homeowner's obligation is to flee the home at the first sign of intrusion. That's right. You are required to run out of your house if you hear somebody breaking in. Run away. Let them do whatever the hell they want to your house, but you gotta run away. If fleeing is not possible, he must cooperate with the intruder. So if you can't get away, you, you are required to do what that person says to do. Folks, who the, hell are, who the hell votes for these people? Who decides to put these people into office? We, oh my gosh. But if violence breaks out, it is the homeowner's responsibility to make sure no one gets hurt. Think if... Violence breaks out. It is the homeowner's responsibility to make sure no one gets hurt. The best way to achieve this is to use the minimum non-lethal force possible because intruders will be able to sue for any injuries they receive at the hands of the homeowner. That's right. Someone breaks into your house, tries to hurt you, you get into a fight, and if they get hurt, guess what? You're getting sued. In most instances, the thief needs the money more than the homeowner does. Well, who the hell decided that? Who the, who the fuck is this lady to tell you that? The homeowner's insurance will reimburse his losses. Well, that's bullshit because unless you have itemized lists of what you have, the insurance is not going to just willy-nilly take your word for what you had and give you money for it. And if you have cash in your home, they're not going to reimburse your cash losses. And if you have something like gold or silver, and like I said, unless you've got documentation of that, you're going to be hard-pressed to get an insurance company to reimburse you for that. Insurance companies reimburse you for damages to your home. So if the dude kicks your door in, well, they'll probably fix your door, but that probably doesn't meet the threshold of your insurance deductible, so you're still going to pay. This lady is a freaking moron. Insane. On balance, the transfer of property <laughs> is likely to lead to a more equitable distribution of wealth. Here, here it is, folks. The distribution of wealth. They talk about wanting to distribute rich people's wealth to the, um, you know, 
the lower people, the middle class, whatever. But now they're talking about taking your, what little you have right now, the middle class, and giving that to the street people, to the drug addicts, to the mental people. They're going to they're gonna redistribute your wealth. And if that means somebody coming into your house and just taking small everyday items, well, that's a good place to start, I guess. She goes on to say, if my bill can help make this transfer a peaceful one, so much the better. Folks, we have got to get these people out of office. They are insane, and it is not safe for any of us. And I, I'm baffled that, I'm baffled that anybody votes for these people. This stuff is happening all over the country. I mean, I only looked up a few cities to see what this, what's going on, you know, similar to Seattle. But th it's happening all over in these big cities that are run by liberal nut jobs. And folks, we got to get organized and do something. I mean, this is serious. This is going to take us down a path of complete chaos where everybody's going to be begging for these people to take care of them. And who knows where we're going to end up. We got to take this seriously, folks. We we have got to get these people out of office. I hope you take some time to do some research on your own. This stuff is real and it's crazy. And we've got to I know we're we're the ones going to work and we're the ones uh that have responsibilities in our life and it's hard to keep up with the stuff that's going on, but we've got to make time and we've got to contact these people and, t and tell them that we do not approve of these things and express our displeasure with it. If enough people speak up, then they'll have no choice but to not enact this crap. We got to do it. All right, folks. I, uh, I hope you have a great day and uh, be safe out there.